0: Welcome back, I'm Carolyn Stein, and you are listening to Classic Lunch, proudly brought to you by First for Women Insurance. Well, I've been featuring some, well, truly phenomenal women on the show throughout the month of August because, of course, it's Women's Month here in South Africa. And today is no different. My guest is a wonderful musician who has played with the Johannesburg Philharmonic, as well as all the top orchestras here in South Africa. She's won many of the major music prizes here at home, as well as international scholarships. And she's performed around the world, including on the popular BBC show, in Tune. She's performed at King's College, Cambridge, as well as sharing the stage with Catherine Jenkins at r and Starlight Classics. I'm talking about the amazing classical percussionist Marta lena de Vries. Welcome to the show, Marta. Thanks so much for joining me for Classic Lunch this afternoon.
1: Thank you very much Carolyn and a very warm good afternoon to all the listeners. Now
0: Mahti, you are one of South Africa's top, top percussionists and a marimba specialist. Tell me what made you first decide to play the Marimba and to make a career out of it?
1: You know, I I grew up with music being really part of of my life. Uh, started piano at the age of, of six. And in fact I made my stage debut also, at the age of six, singing in a school concert. Luckily, I've I've moved on from the singing because I think I'm not uh, the world's best singer. But um, and then, really, it was uh, when I I only started percussion at the age of fifteen. Somehow, it was just like something clicked. You know, it it was uh, I had a natural affinity towards the instruments, and you know, I made relatively quick progress. That's kind of how I ended up playing this very large group of instruments called the percussion family. (laughs) I've watched the
0: way you hold those, what do you call them, mallets, the marimba mallets. And watching you is just, it's like watching magic. It's so masterful and so graceful, almost like balletic. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it's, (laughs) somebody, somebody remarked that it's like watching four people playing at the same time. I mean, it is completely (laughs) magic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's
0: (laughs) beautiful, it's really beautiful to watch. Now, um, men, pretty much make up the majority of percussionists around the world. What do you feel was the biggest stumbling block in getting to where you want to go as a woman in this field? Because you really are tops in your field.
1: You know, it's interesting. I've thought of this often. To be very honest, I I can't say that there have been issues where I felt, oh, I didn't get this job or that job because I'm a woman. Um, What I have found and, and maybe it's just you know the one uh, sort of mutually inclusive of the other without you know without my knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, particularly with the marimba, it's. I always say it's it's both my blessing and my curse because it's not at, at least in South Africa that well known a concert instrument. So I've had countless you know encounters where my concert proposals were not accepted really because, uh, I mean, I've had answers like, oh, unfortunately, you know, it's it's not quite as popular as a piano or a cello or a violin. And, and by no means do I, you know, begrudge people who play the piano or the cello or the violin. I'm, you know, so, so that's been interesting for me that, you know, trying to think of whether whether I have missed out on opportunities because I'm a woman. And and I'm sure there would have been times, you know, like you say, there are a lot of men playing percussion as probably more in in an orchestral scenario rather than the solo instrument. I think in terms of the marimba, again, it's pretty evenly spread between, you know, men and women, although to me, (laughs) it's... it feels more like a female instrument, you know. So for whatever reason, I'm saying this, like I can't exactly explain. But so, um, yeah. So I think I've just, you know, I've I've just learned to not give up. <laughs> you know, you just have to uh, keep on trying to convince people that once I've heard and seen. Them, I they will love it, which which really, you know, which really is the case.
0: And I know you've inspired so, so many young women, certainly the girls at Jappy High School for girls, my school, who really, really look mm. up to you. But I want to know mm. who is the fearless woman that inspires Martelina de
1: Carolyn, I'm going to have to say my mother. Um, you know, I I suppose on the one hand that seems like an obvious answer. But you know, she was uh, in 1960. She was the first ever woman to um, be awarded an overseas scholarship at Stellenbosch University, and you know, then she continued to to study both in Germany and and the UK. German is actually her field. Um, eventually, she graduated, you know, received her PhD from from UCT. Um, And I'm one of five children. (laughs) So that's a job. (laughs) Um, And my youngest brother uh, is Down syndrome and on the autism spectrum. So she had that incredible responsibility. And later in life, my my dad was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. So it was these things that, you know, were part of her life. And yet now, at age 84, she uses WhatsApp. She still drives, and in fact, she makes the best milk rusks and nougat on the planet. So, I'm waiting you know, so for it's... some. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make a plan. <laughs> Martha, it's Women's Month
0: here in South Africa, August, and one of the biggest problems we have in our country is the issue of gender based violence. What do you think we can mm. do to try and solve mm. it?
1: Oh, gosh. I have to say that it's a subject that, you know, it makes one angry and sad and just frustrated. Um, it's so difficult. I, I think, you know, for a very important thing that that we, whether it has happened to you as a woman or, or even as a man or a child, you know, I think it's so important to not keep quiet, as mm. difficult as, as it is. You know, it's, it's that thing where because by keeping quiet, you are actually you know, empowering the perpetrator. Um, and, and, of course, not to blame yourself. You know, it's so easy. And, and I think so often, you know, somehow you end up thinking, I oh, know actually it was my fault or I actually did deserve or I did something which, you know, caused the perpetrator to behave in such a way. So, So those things... Uh, Yes, I think uh, we really have to almost like put a little message on our fridges so that it can become a daily mantra, you know. Um, And and I think to try and and solve or or resolve this, it's going to take, you know, it it has to be a continuous effort, almost the same, you know, we're fighting so hard and trying uh, so hard to... Uh, overcome this pandemic with, you know, that has really overshadowed our lives and the year of 2020. And it's going to have to be something similar, you know, and and having ambassadors from all walks of life and and not only, you know, women, but men and even younger and, you know, all ages. And it really has to be such a community and a concerted, continuous effort. I think that's, you know, because it's, oh, it's a it's a difficult one. It's, yeah. We're suffering I from, sorry to interrupt,
0: we're suffering from another pandemic in the country, of course, the COVID-19, which has had such mm. an enormous effect mm. on the arts and mm. on the entertainment industry as a whole. How has it affected you as a musician and how has it affected our orchestras, such as the Johannesburg Philharmonic? Mm.
1: Well, <laughs> it's obviously, you know, affected us, uh, Usually, and not in a good way. um, You know, apart from the obvious loss of income, you know, it's been it's been difficult for for the orchestras. You know, I mean, I think at the best of times, uh, an orchestra has felt in recent years like a dying breed. So, so um, you know, because it's all groups. We as musicians, you know, love performing in groups and and uh, so so it's it's really kind of felt like the fire curtain in the theater has just gone down, and there's no way out you know it's it's like we're stuck behind the fire curtain, but there's also not even a fire escape um, stairs anyway um mm. and you know beyond the financial loss, I think the psychological impact also just from talking to friends and colleagues and Sometimes when I you know, when I am on Facebook I see how how it has affected us because, you know, I mean for me as one I, I love you love the, the, the performance is basically like my way of of communication. You know, the Marimba in my case or even the, the orchestral symphony is is my my musical means of communication. So to have that taken away from you really it, it's, a, it's a paralyzing feeling it's a paralyzing and actually a very isolating feeling also so um, you know so it's it's and I think it's difficult because we all feel it but we don't necessarily express or even acknowledge it and I think even that is important you know for us to just say oh my goodness I'm having a hard time you know as much as I love playing marimba in my own lounge it's it, I would love to get out of here too. (laughs) But
0: you um, are doing some online performances with the JPO
1: and. I've I've done one online uh, video for Africa Day with the JPO, and then I've just recently had uh, my first solo online show, which formed part of uh, a bigger series called uh, 2020 Entertainment in Containment. And it's run by uh, the fantastic Magdalene Menard. I do have another one of those later in the year. And actually, you mentioned earlier that uh, or, or likened the marimba playing to to ballet or dance. My my next performance will be all about dance-inspired music. And I'm I'm in fact playing three brand new compositions by South African young South African composers. I literally this morning received the third piece, so that's super exciting. And I also have a, a, another interesting um, project, which is due next week, which is a remote recording, where I'm recording myself on the marimba, and then it gets sent to the composer who is at Carnegie Mellon University in the United States. And then oh, amazing. Puts, yeah, he puts the piece together, which is marimba, cello, and, and voice. You know, it's a bit of a, it, it, it's quite a quite a palaver to, to get all of these things, all your ducks in a row. But, you know, I suppose as a percussionist, I need to be a multitasker. So, so I'm getting my ducks in a row.
0: <laughs> oh. It's time for some music, Magda, and you've selected the second movement of Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 9 for us to listen to this afternoon. Why did you choose this particular piece? Um,
1: well, Various reasons, you know. I mean, obviously, 2020 is is a big Beethoven year, and unfortunately, I think a lot of concerts, uh, including concerts I would have done in Dresden in Germany, had to be um, postponed or, in fact, cancelled. But in this movement, uh, particularly in this movement of the symphony. The timpani plays such an important role. And, um, you know, in recent years, I, I've been doing more orchestral timpani work rather than percussion. And, and it really, it feels like driving the bus. It is just mm. such a, it's, it's empowering in a way. And, and, uh, you know, so, and in a way, it feels like, well, how can a woman or, and, and uh, for the listeners who don't, necessarily know me uh, I'm rather diminutive in stature (laughs) so to be able to produce such a powerful sound and play such a vital role in a piece of music uh, that's really why I chose this movement of Beethoven's ninth symphony.
0: Well let's take a listen here is the second movement Molto Vivace from Symphony number nine by Ludwig van Beethoven. That was the second movement of Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, and that was the choice of my very special guest today, percussionist and marimba specialist, the amazing Magdalena de Vries. And of course, as Magdalena has pointed out, this year marks the 250th anniversary of the birth of Beethoven. Magdalena, we're unfortunately running out of time, but one last question before you go. If you had one piece of advice for the women of South Africa, what would that be?
1: Um, well, first of all, thank you very much for having me on the show, and uh, I've had a fantastic time. Um, I would say, never compromise on your hopes and your dreams, and remember to be kind, not only to others but most importantly, to yourself.
0: Thanks so much for joining me on the show this afternoon. It really has been so lovely chatting to you, and I look so forward to that glass of bubbly once we've finished our COVID lockdown sentence. (laughs) Fantastic.
1: I can't wait.
0: (laughs) That was South African percussionist, the incredible Machtelene de Vries.